Hey, this is Emily Ranson. I am an EOS implementer here in the United States. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. So perhaps the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world. Welcome to today's session. I have a wonderful guest with me. Her name is Emily Ranson, and I'll introduce you to her very soon. Hey, if you haven't already checked out the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, Leadership is Changing, come along. We'd love to see you on those actual different platforms to see the tribe and so forth, which will be really good. So fantastic. We'd love to see you there. Hey, listeners, I'm going to introduce you now to my wonderful guest today. Her name is Emily Ranson, as I said before. She's a partner in a direct-to-consumer and business-to-business office furniture business. She's a business coach and EOS implementer. Now, that's a question I need to ask Emily what that means. She's helping business owners and leadership teams get more of what they want from their businesses. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, if you're a business owner, wake up. This is, this is going to be a great session for you. So we'll talk about that. She's also an author of a book called Growth Junkies Unite. Emily, a massive welcome to you to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Dennis. I'm delighted to be here. I'm so excited to dig in and have a really fun conversation with you. Oh, awesome. I love it. Dig in. Let's get into it. Okay, cool. So, yeah, very good. Hey, whereabouts in the world are you today? Right. I'm in San Jose, the San Francisco Bay Area. So we are, we got a lovely, but cool, but sunny day. So it's right around the holidays here and looking forward to it. Yeah. And in my days of Hewlett Packard, I used to go to the Bay Area all the time and to Palo Alto and Cupertino and and all that. So it's really cool. And I noticed that uh, some of the office has moved into San Jose area, I think it is. I think it's in that area. So uh, it's pretty cool. I, l- I love that whole Bay Area. I just think it's a brilliant place. And it actually reminds me of New Zealand, a lot of parts of it. So it's pretty good. Oh, well, I need to come visit then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, it's all good. There you go. Hey, so giving the listeners a little bit of a brief background. So EOS Implementer, what do we mean by that? Yes, great question. You know, as I was running a business, I was really struggling with how to create a vision and alignment with my team about where we wanted to go and how we wanted to get there. And luckily at that time, I just happened upon the book by Gino Wickman called Traction. If your listeners have not heard of it, I highly recommend picking that up. And it's a great place to start. So EOS is basically a way of harmonizing and orchestrating all the moving parts of your business. So it's a way, it's an execution model. It's a way of running your business more effectively and efficiently so that you can really focus on leaving that to the science in the background 
So you can really focus on the artistry of what you love to do and are best at. And I liken it to kind of like your, your cell phone. Like you've got an iOS on your cell phone that kind of runs in the background. So you can do all this crazy stuff with your cell phone. Now, the same thing's true. EOS, once you get these tools and disciplines primed and working for you, it's a system of execution that runs in the background. So you don't have to think about it. You can really think about the strategy of your business, about where you want to go and how you're going to get there. So I'm actually not only the, we call ourselves implementers instead of coaches or advisors, because really it's about implementing the set of tools and principles into a business. That said, I've also been an EOS client. So, you know, I've sat on both sides of the table and I'll tell you, it's, it's an incredibly rewarding journey on both a business front and a personal front for leadership. Looking forward to digging into that conversation with you. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And um, I love it. So iOS is around for the iPhones and things like that. And, right. and Yeah, so EOS, is that entrepreneur's operating system? Oh, you're so good. You are so good. It is. It's the entrepreneurial operating system. You got it. Awesome. I, I don't know. I don't know if you just intuitively did it. That's amazing, Dennis. Yes, yeah, so I thought, oh, wow, which one is Brilliant. it? Okay. Yeah, cool. So um, I really love what you've just shared there too, because I think the implement versus the, the terminology coach, it's a bit like becoming a goal setter. People go, oh, should I set goals? I said, no, let's talk about being a goal achiever. And they're like, oh, that's because it's a totally different mindset, right? We're going to go out there and achieve goals because people can set goals. That's all good. People can actually have an operating or do things in business. But I think I love what you say there in the sense of it's actually helping them do what they do in the background so then they can get on with their artistry. And it is an art and what a lot of people do, right? So I think it's important. Well, the difference is there's a place for coaches and advisors. There's a Mm. place for that. I'm not saying that there's not. What I'm saying is if I'm telling people what to do, that's creating dependency for them to need to need me. And my job is to lessen that dependency and to teach them to be what I jokingly call Jedi masters, right? I want them to be leaders. I want them to be seen by their team as leaders. And if I'm the one that's the answer person, they're going to be constantly feeling dependent on me for that. Whereas if I empower them through this learning of the dynamic around leadership, that they've got the answers in themselves, right? It's just a good facilitator or implementer that pulls them out. Yep. Just pulls those answers out. So that's the difference. And I think that's what leadership's about is, is actually it's it not is. to give them the fish. It's actually to teach them to fish. Yes, you've got it. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's right. And, and listeners, um, I think that uh, leaders aren't doing this enough. And there's actually an episode I did recently, Emily, which is called, because I do two interviews a week and I'm also then doing a freestyle version and it's called the Ask Dennis episode. And it's about the actual title of that episode is actually Ask, Don't Tell. Mm-hmm. And it's about asking them questions to bring out what you just said and for facilitate that rather than saying, hey, here's the answer. 100% agree. It's something that we we teach as a part of this experience. The question to statement ratio when you're working with your people mm. should always be a minimum of two or three to one that you're asking more questions than you're talking, right? Yep. So you're, the fact that you get that right out the outset here is is huge. Yeah. Sometimes we get a little bit of a clue in life. You've got two ears and one mouth. Hello. It might help, you know, to understand we need to listen more. But I, I don't think it's just listening. It's actually really being present and listening to what people are saying and, in fact, sometimes listening to what they're not saying. That is critical. So I learned this early in my leadership journey that I was not a good listener, if mm. I'm being completely honest. You know, I would think two steps ahead about what people were saying. And what did it for me was Stephen Covey's Seek First to Understand. Nice then be understood because it's not just about listening. Mm. That's passive. You've got to actively be mining for understanding and then coming together 
for really what that means in terms of mutual value agreement. Yep. And that's the difference between leading and managing, right? Managers will just tell you, right? The expectation leaders create an opening for the, the person that they're working with to come in and join them. And then they get to have their hands in the clay where they feel like they're actually taking ownership, right? That creates an opportunity for empowerment that changes the discipline of accountability from, from the leader having to own holding someone accountable, which is frankly a misnomer to then putting that, that sense of accountability really on the other person mm. and them wanting to hold themselves accountable. Yep. So this dynamic shift that you're talking about is really powerful. And once I got that, wow, I saw the performance of my my team go go 10x. Awesome. I want to ask the question very soon about how did you get into leadership? But before we go there, sure. I want to just ask you about the book that you've you've authored, which is around Growth Junkies Unite. Tell us a little bit more about that. Thank you, Dennis. For for all of us, you know, there's periods of evolution and revolution. And, you know, the growth doesn't happen in a straight line. We talk about that with, with kids. You know, they have growing pains. We all go through that. And I was going through one myself. And it was really a time of re regeneration for me. And so this book was really foundational for me being able to 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 pull from what I knew intrinsically. Like it was all here internally. Like yep. I just needed to pull it back out again. And then in the course of realizing that, sharing it with others, that we all go through this part where we need an invigoration to our learning journey. And in my mind, you're you're either one end of the stick or the other. You're either growing or dying. And I'd rather be at the growth end of that stick, right? And so for me, this was a chance to really share, you know, the, the tips, tricks, tools. So it's kind of taking this distilled view, like a reader's digest view of all the business acumen and tools and, and things like that, and distilling it down to a few simple nuggets that can help people with reinvigorating their, their growth journey. And the reason why I call it Growth Junkies Unite is that, you know, again, there's there's a tribe of us out there, you know, that, that really sincerely love this part of humanity, that we're here on this planet to help each other. And with EOS, one of our core values is help first. And so literally that's what this book is. It's my gift. If towards the end, you know, I'll give you the, the VIP code and those sorts of things, but there's a th- free co- toolkit in there. There's it's packed with lots of great nuggets. And again, it's, it's one of those things that, that is kind of meant to be something that helps someone else get unstuck, right? Feeling like they're, they're trapped because that feeling can really suck you in and pull you in. And this is meant to be one of those catalyst things that can unlock that for you. And I think the pandemic has actually made people feel like they're locked. They feel yes. like they're stuck. And we're now starting to see people trying to get out of that and do other things in life, and which oh, is pretty great, cool to see. Great resignation. You know, people yeah. are like, I'm not going to stay stuck. You know, yeah. they're taking ownership of that. I think it's a good thing. Yes. You know, it's also challenging as a, a business leader, right? <laughs> Well, it, it is, and it's a different mindset, and, and I'm, I'm seeing it's quite interesting because I'm working coaching quite a few coming out of the corporate world into their own businesses, and they're going into their entrepreneur. They were already entrepreneurs and within the organization, so they had that, that want and that hunger for it, but it's never packaged in a way that they were expecting it or doesn't come always the way that they were thinking it would work, and it's like what you're saying with the growing pains, right, with the, with the kids and so forth. It's the same thing. And, and we all focus that. But you know what? Just to jazz it up a little bit more and give it a little bit more excitement, let's throw in COVID as well just to see how you stand up to it, right? <laughs> like we needed a new challenge, right? Yeah. One where there was no handbook, there no rule book. No. You know, no one to script this for us. No, no, no predetermined, like, here's how you're going to get through this. And yes. yeah, it's right, Dennis. I'm, I'm with you. That's very cool. All right. Let's get to this question here, which is, so how did you get into leadership? 
Yes. You know, I think like many of us, it's one of those things where it's a combination of, of intentionality and a combination of having your antenna up mm. for opportunity, right? So it's got to be a hybrid of a bit of both. Yeah. Because you can only script your life so much. I call it like getting in the flow of life because the more you try to force something, I'm all for goal setting, planning, all those kinds of things. And then at some point, you also have to be nimble and flexible and open enough to receive being in the flow of life, right? And looking for those opportunities as they're coming up. And it's like, life's going to smack you over the head (laughs) until you really start learning some of these growing lessons, right? Yeah. And so for me, you know, I was at a point in my career where I was, I was definitely feeling a little stuck. And that was when like a, a, literally someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, I think I, we want you to run this business. I mean, there was no, there was no interview process. There was no like, you know, canvassing around for, for talent. I mean, none of that. It was, it was that kind of natural event that happened. And, you know, it was at the time where, you know, I, I knew I was ready for something. Mm. And because I was so open and unscripted, it far superseded what I could have ever imagined. Yep. You know, normally you think about having to climb a corporate ladder and, you know, all these kinds of things. And this took me in a direction that has led me to where I am today that I'm so grateful for. I, I went from working from very large companies to working for a small, medium family owned business that was thriving and, and, and doing so well in the Southwest and running one of the, the branch locations there and moving from kind of an individual contributor, more role in a, a sales and marketing kind of position to then literally being a general manager of a branch, you know, like literally running that business. And it was both the best learning opportunity and the, the, the craziest. I mean, some of the stories I could tell you, like an employee brandishing a weapon in the warehouse, you know, one of my first weeks there, just some, some really crazy stuff like that. Well, that, that, then, would help, that would help with team building, right? Oh, let me tell you. Again, not having the script, you know, to, to know the, what the playbook is, but, you know, some of those crazy things that you have to learn kind of trial by fire. But then the other part of it is having the experience of not running a business on EOS, which was that one, to then going to an experience of running a business on EOS. It's like, I now understand the powerhouse of what it means to run an effective business, you right. know, what it means to really keep it so that you've got a simplest, uh, essential set of tools that can help you with understanding how to be more effective in running a business. So I'm so grateful that, that I was tapped on the shoulder to run that business. It was so much fun and exactly what I needed at the right time. And I think the key word you used before, I was ready, or the words, I was ready, right? And so, you know, I think for our listeners as well, there will be opportunities that come out in front of us and people might say you're lucky. Well, I don't think we are lucky. I think it's more about planning and or preparation and opportunity meeting together. That's where we yes. the luck comes together. Yes. And I think and You're I think tuned to it. Yeah. Oh, right? nice. Nice. You're yeah. tuned. It's like you've you've t- you've got your tuning fork ready to go and mm. tuned to it. So yes, it, it is gonna take some planning, some preparation, some learning. You know, I, I spent years working on myself, working on my leadership skills, learning in order to prepare for that. It took me years of it. And if I would have had that opportunity five years earlier, I wouldn't have been ready, right? So there was maybe a little bit of angst and frustration, like, why isn't this happening for me any sooner? And yet, because I relaxed into it, the right thing came at the right time. Whereas if we try to paddle upstream and go against the force of nature and try to force things too much, then honestly, we're going to find that we're setting ourselves up more likely for failure or a harder journey. 
Yeah, nice. I like the whole analogy that you just used there as well. And if you think about it, so listeners, I'm thinking here, what is the boat? And are you prepared to, and are you in the right boat? Because sometimes we're in the wrong thing. And we, as you said before, we're forcing it. So we think we, we need to be there. Yes. So just to be really, really, really love what you said there, relax into it. Relax and into it. I think also I see people who can get up on stage to speak as an example. When they relax into it, in fact, sometimes when they forget their notes and they just mm-hmm. go and be them and they relax into it, that's when the magic happens. And I think what you're just sharing there is where it's actually creating that area for that magic to happen. And when it happens, it's just beautiful to see it and, and witness well, it. Well, it's our flow state. Mm. It is when we are at the apex of, again, kind of being at our highest and best self, like this fusion, of, you know, you can call it energy because we're energetic beings, but but it's it's like all these forces kind of coming together and it's like this, this sensation of this flow state. And there's a really great podcast. And, you know, the, the fellow's name is Mihaly Chesmahaly. I, I, I'm going to butcher his name. He just passed away. But a brilliant uh, TED Talk about flow state. And I highly recommend it. Because truly, that's where we as humans enjoy life. And that's what we're meant to, to do. That's why we're here on, on this planet. Yes, you know? very much so, very much so. And I had a coach who used to talk to me about and the flow and the river and so forth and how things are going. You know, you might be just in a small river. Get into a bigger river where there's a whole lot of things happening. But there's another analogy that I've heard as well, a mentor of mine, it's actually saying coach actually as well, um, about the candle. And the candle, we we do things in life, that, so we're part of the candle. But sometimes we can do things, we can do it, but actually it's not really us. Mm. And so we're in the wax. But when we're in the flame, that's when we're we're doing really well, right? So being in the flame area. So, all righty. Well, your analogy about the candle, I think, is really pointed because, you know, when we feel like we are a cog in the wheel, rather than feeling like we have our hands in the clay, you're bringing a different energy level. You are putting up resistance rather than getting into that state of being your highest and best self. Emily, here's another question for you, and it's in relation to who your favorite leader is and why. Now, this person could be alive or from history. So who is that favorite leader? When I think about leadership and the embodiment of that, this galvanizing energy that you feel, Mm. and I think Dr. Martin Luther King really embodies that the most for me. Yeah. Because when you think about the power of what he was able to do and transcend during that period of the civil rights movement, without social media, without all these other things that we now have today, and how powerful that was with a simple message of, I have a dream. Mm. You know, he wasn't saying we need to do this. You know, he was, he was casting this picture that was poignant and beautiful. And for me, that really embodies what leadership means. You know, you're creating, like I said earlier, this opening Mm. and nature abhors a vacuum. So people want to fill it. And that's what happened. Like he created this, this pathway, a way forward. Yeah. And so that is the simplest, most succinct way that I can describe why I chose that for the answering this question. Oh, I think it's 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 awesome. And I'm going to ask you another question on it. And that is, if you two were sitting on a park bench having a coffee together, what would you ask? And what's one question you might ask him? And so while you're thinking about that, I think what you've just shared there about the bigger vision, the dream, mm-hmm. and I think it's just huge. And it's wonderful to see leaders coming through who have a bigger vision, who share that with people. And people want to buy into, want to be part of it. I think the whole journey is fantastic. Well, what would be the question you want to ask him? How did you come up with that? Because it's genius. It's lightning in a bottle. 
What was the epiphany? What was the, the emotional journey that got you there to come up with that powerful phrase, I have a dream, and to continue that speech in such a powerful manner? That would be what I would want to find out. Because again, that was genius trapped in that moment, right? Yeah, it's cool. And I love what you said, lightning in a bottle. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Now, the show here is called Leadership is Changing. Now, when I mentioned that title or that statement, what does that mean to you? Well, everything, including why I chose the book, my book title, Growth Junkies Unite, is an evolution. You're either growing or dying. So leadership is growing. It's changing. It's evolving. It should. That's the healthy dynamic that we look for, right? If it's not changing, then I think back to like the 80s managerial methodology that you know, if you can't see them, you can't manage them. And, and kind of the, the micromanaging approach of say, like an IBM type business model, things like that. If we were still living under that dynamic today, that's suppression, right? That's suppressing us all moving as again, humanity as our highest and best selves into a better direction. And the whole point of leadership changing is to bring forward the next generation so they can do it better than us. Yes, exactly. That's the whole point. Exactly. Yeah. And I like it. Bring it, bring them forward, the next generation forward, because that's really our legacy, right? We're, we're doing what we're doing that's today it. to set it up for sure. But yeah, I mean, there are people still stuck in the older ways, if I can say that. But I think what's the beautiful thing about COVID pandemic, everything we've gone through, the silver lining is, is that it actually has forced people to go and actually go and look at things differently. And as leaders, we're having to step up and do things differently as well. And usually that's fear-based. Mm. When people are staying stuck, yes, it's because they fear change. Yep. And so my message to those folks is just take a look at it. What, what's got you scared? Mm. You know, if you're willing to be introspective and take a look at what's working and not, that's where the growth and, and the, the leadership is changing can happen. It's the people that think they've got it all figured out that are going to go the way of the dinosaur. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. So good point. So if you do have questions, well, there is some fear. I think a lot of it is that people actually haven't had their questions answered. And so if they can take some time out, find the right people, and that's a key, mm-hmm. the right people to talk mm-hmm. to uh, would be quite important for sure. Yeah, don't just validate your existing opinion, right? No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's true because I'm, I'm validating that it's wrong, validating that I think it's right, but um, it may not be or it may not be the right thing for you. Okay. Now, Emily, it's a fast-paced changing of the world. I mean, socially, technology, business, everything's just moving really fast. And as you said, the opening of the show, I talk about there's one thing that's change, uh, that's constant, that's change. And that for a lot of leaders, if they're not changing quick enough, more organizations, they run the risk of being left behind. And I think right. I think the thing here is, what do you think it makes, well, what makes a leader successful in today's fast-paced, ever-changing world? Well, you just said it, you know, evolve or die. You know, if, if you don't, you're, you are going to go the way of the dinosaur. And in this fast paced world, it means that you've got to be attuned to that. Yep. And what, what we talked about earlier was asking, asking more questions, looking for feedback, right? Being exploratory rather than being so rooted and grounded in your own limiting belief situation. Be open to exploring new ways of thinking, new ways of working, new ways of aligning talent and priorities, you know, it's 80s thinking to think we've got it all figured out. Yep. Right? Yeah. And so the fast paced version of it means you've got to be doing more questioning. Yeah. Now, you and I have been talking now about leaders and through looking through their lenses. Let's talk about employees and look through their lens. 
And you mentioned before about the great resignation and all sorts of things happening in that. So how has employees' expectations of leaders changed? You know, I love Daniel Peake's book, Drive, because he talks about it from the employee perspective. Your team wants three things, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. What that means is that it's not necessarily about money, right? Don't just throw more money at them first. Figure out that sweet spot of, again, what your employees love to do and are best at and harness that and give them the power to do it and do it well with autonomy, right? Don't don't micromanage them like 80 style like we've been talking about. Give them the chance to be at their best or most masterful and then give them a sense of purpose. That's the whole point to leadership, creating that opening. That's why I think that those three words are so powerful. Hmm. Can you say those three words again? Yeah. Autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Yeah. And the combination of those three is powerful. It's the combination. Yep. It is the combo. Yep, yes. Absolutely. If you leave any one of those out of the recipe, it's it's a three-legged stool. Your stool's going to fall over. So Yeah, well, it's going to be a flat chocolate cake. It's not going to be it's not going to be a nice go. a nice one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much cream you put on top. It's still going to be a flat chocolate cake. And so make sure that you actually have all three of those words in place, listeners, as you're starting to implement that. And I think right going from right to the beginning as well is about the implementation. It's the execution of it. It's not just what you say, it's how you say it. And it's the execution side that's really important for a lot of leaders today as well. Yes, that's what I love about how EOS applies because it takes it from context to application. Right. It takes it from theory to actually doing and making it real, making these things come to life. And I think that's really what's important about leadership. You can't just keep leadership as concepts and theory. Do you right? know do you know that there is there is a lot of people out there today who are wanting to do some sort of business, who are wanting to go to another big or more senior role, who are wanting to start a podcast, launch a course, do something else in life, and they're procrastinating. They're not getting on with it. Why? Because the theory, they're talking about it, but it's that execution piece that's missing and they really do need to get on with it. I tell you why. Because they have a responsibility because there's a lot of them. They've got a lot of information in them. And this, you know, I, when I was going through this tumor thing, there was one mate of mine in South Africa, Sean's his name, and um, he's a great guy. And he said to me, he, we're him and I are the same age. We're, our birthday is just a few days apart. And he said to me, Den, don't die with the music in you. And I went, <sighs> oh, Boy, it just stopped me. Right here, yeah. right and, in your soul. And I was like, man, I have to stop being – the way I took it was, don't be selfish, man. You've got things that you need to share with people, and there's bound to be some people out there who are wanting something, and they will learn from it, and then they can decide what they want to go ahead and do with it. And so, yeah, I think it's really important. Dennis, that, we, that is so beautiful. And mm. I have a recommendation for your listeners. Do a quick search on Mel Robbins' five-second rule. It's a great idea. Because your lizard brain – is what's going to talk you out of these impulses that are your genius. You know, your fear-based lizard brain is what's going to keep you from really being at your best. And so if you'll take the impulse and within five seconds, take action, which is what we're talking about, Dennis, I promise you, you won't regret it because you can always change, right? But if you don't take that initial action, it's a non-starter. Yep. And if you don't take that action, start as you say, then there's nothing to change, but change will be done to you, right? Because as you said before, you'll get left behind and because um, everything else is moving around us. So now you mentioned five seconds. I'm going to ask you another question with the five in it, but it's more about you getting your crystal ball out here and asking and talking about the future here. Where do, where do you see leadership and being in five years? That's such a great question. And I think there's some really great futurists out there. 
And so I probably need to spend more time studying (laughs) these futurists about, you know, where the future of leadership is going. I think one of the biggest impacts is diversity, equity, and inclusion. It is a so powerful and so profound and so needed. And it's already having big impacts here in the Bay Area. And yet I think it's going to be a ripple effect that continues to grow. And it's critical because again, this is about listening to what we all need as humans in order to be at our best and be in service to each other. And in my mind, that's really why we're here on this planet. So that is really powerful to me. And that's where I see our, our the leadership industry going. Once again, all three words being done, not just one word and a tick in the box. It has to be brought to life, all of that that we've talked about. It's really, really important. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Hey, Emily, thank you for joining us on today's show. Hey, if our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where should they go? Yes. So I have a couple of great, easy spots. So one is my business uh, website, which is called tractionforgrowth.com. Super easy to find, tractionforgrowth.com. If you Google my name, I'm highly searchable. So Emily Ranson, and it's R-A-N as in Nancy, S-O-N as in Nancy E. And then finally, email me. If I can give you some free help, tools, tips, tricks, whatever, happy to do it. So E-F as in Frank, Ranson, R-A-N-S-O-N-E, at Gmail. It's super easy. So there you go. Awesome. And at the beginning of the show, you mentioned about a VIP code. Is there a something there yes. for the listeners? So uh, for the book, it's Growth Junkies Unite backslash VIP. That's for the VIP code and the free toolkit. And then I'm also giving away freebies. If someone wants to learn how to run a better business through EOS, I give a free 90-minute workshop. So there you go. Two freebies for your guests right there. There you go, listeners. Fantastic. So once again, Emily, thank you for joining us on today's show. Thank you. Such a great opportunity, Dennis. Awesome. Hey, listeners, if you haven't already checked out the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, Leadership is Changing, come along. We would love to see you on those two different platforms. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your family, and your network. Hey, if there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, then send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, it's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 